Eight years. This is the amount of time that I was told that it would take to graduate seminary and be ordained a priest. And I remember looking at that period of time back whenever I was just simply graduating high school and entering into the first year of the seminary program and thinking, that's an awful long time. And perhaps any of you that are familiar with college education or even graduate studies know that this is quite a length of time. How does one make it through all of the different requirements and different things that happen during those eight years? Well, quite simply, one step at a time. Now, to be clear, there's a lot of different requirements. There's a lot of days that are easy, and there are a lot of days that are difficult. There are a lot of tasks that are simply mundane, and there are some tasks that seem like they're insurpassable and insurmountable. And yet, you have to continue to go through those things just simply one step at a time. It requires faith. Now, I'm not just speaking about faith in a Catholic sense or in the sense of our religion, but I'm talking about faith as a virtue, something that we have to continue to choose to apply to our life, even in the seminary on a daily basis. We have to show up. We have to do what's expected, and we simply have to go at the task at hand until eventually, in God's time, we reach the end and we reach ordination, that that's what it took to go through all of those eight years. But that raises a more fundamental question because we know that faith isn't just something relegated to the seminary, but it's something that we, each of us are invited to on a daily basis. What does it take to be a person of faith? We start off with the prophet Habakkuk, and we might not recognize his name very readily because he's not one of the main headliners as far as prophets go, but he's one of the 12 minor prophets that exist in the Old Testament. But nonetheless, he has a writing, and it's a very profound writing, because as we see this morning, he's actually very vulnerable when he writes. How long, O Lord, I cry out to you for help. I cry out violence, and you do not respond. He sees all sorts of destruction, all sorts of different things that are happening, not just simply to him, but to God's chosen people. That he sees all of these different things taking place, and he simply wants to do something about it. But he doesn't bottle that in, he doesn't simply sort of set on it, but rather he starts to voice it to the Lord, that he has this vulnerable spirit about him, and he enters into prayer. That even in those moments that he's crying out violence, destruction, why am I being allowed to see all of the, this misery and all of these things taking place in God's people? The Lord responds. That it would have been one thing if we simply saw Habakkuk sort of going and trying to voice his concern before God. But in fact, we're privileged enough to see that the Lord replies. He simply encourages Habakkuk to write down all of these things and to even enter in and to wait, to be patient, to be persistent in prayer. Because he knows that that vision is going to have its time, that it's going to have that moment of fulfillment. But if it seems to delay, wait for it, because it is surely coming that the Lord is speaking to Habakkuk and he's speaking these words of peace and security, just simply telling him that time of restoration, that time of beautiful redemption is at hand, but you must be patient, you must persist and wait for that time, that even in the midst of this affliction, when it seems that it will never come, that you must be watching for that moment when it does. We move on to St. Paul in his second letter to Timothy, so the second part of his letters to Timothy this week that we started, and we automatically hear about St. Paul encouraging Timothy onwards, just as he's done the past several weeks, but in a specific way, because he's reminding him of the Spirit of the Lord that's been endowed upon him by the laying on of hands. 
that in a very specific way, St. Paul is speaking to Timothy and reminding him about his ordination to bishop, that all of a sudden, because of this, he's given a particular outpouring of the gifts of the Spirit, but it's more than just the gifts of the Spirit, but it's also a spirit of responsibility, because he knows that Timothy has all sorts of different things that are going to be exacted and required from him because of his office of bishop, and that he needs to enter into that ministry and enter into it well, to give it every effort that he has. But he also wants to encourage him to the spirit of courage, because being a bishop at that time is something that's going to be arduous, it's going to be difficult, and yet nonetheless, the people of God at that time, they need Timothy's ministry, they need to hear the word of God preached in their midst, and in a way that's bold, it's courageous, and it stands the test of time. And so whenever he hears about this, St. Paul's just simply reminding him of that duty to go forward and to preach the word of God, that he needs to be faithful in all matters and he needs to go and speak the word of God, no matter the cost or no matter the sort of endurance that he might have to have. And then finally, we move on to the Gospel of Luke. And here we have this simple sort of petition that the apostles give to the Lord right at the beginning of this gospel. Increase our faith. That right off the bat, we can have this understanding that the apostles are looking at their faith and they're looking at their life right now, and they think that their faith isn't enough, that they're looking for more, that they're looking for that way to grow deeper in their relationship with God. And so at the beginning, Jesus gives them an encouragement. He tells them that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, something very, very small, it can move something as arduous and as difficult as a mulberry tree is to uproot. Because the root system of a mulberry tree is something that is mind-bogglingly difficult to get out of the ground. And so Jesus points to this tree and he says, even this will be done for you as impossible as it might seem. So he's giving them this initial spirit of encouragement. But then he says more. Because he tells them that they are unprofitable servants, he goes into this dialogue reminding them of what it's like to simply be faithful, to continue to pursue the word of God and the will of God. That it's not something that one can sort of be austere or something that we can see as a sort of badge of honor, but instead it's something that we should see as duty, as obligation, it's something that's fundamental and part and parcel of life. And yet there's more to it. Because he's simply reminding his apostles not to simply rely or simply sit back and relax on that little bit of faith they have, but to in fact see the ways that the Lord is calling them deeper and deeper into a relationship with them. That it might often seem like servanthood, it might seem like something that doesn't have much of a reward, but in fact because of faith it does. Because of that difficulty and that sort of requirement that is there because of faith, it simply is something that is rewarded and it's rewarded well at the end of time by the kingdom of God. But they have to be faithful. They have to be willing to put in the work here and now. It's not just something they can kind of sit back and sort of reminisce about or simply look at, but it's something that they have to really engage with and really seek day in and day out. But as we consider all three of these readings, we should return to that initial question. What does it take to be a person of faith? What does it take to enter into our relationship with God more fully? 
Well, first, if we return back to the prophet Habakkuk, we can actually see and appreciate what exactly he's encouraging us on into. Because he looks around in the world in his day and age, and he sees all sorts of destruction, all sorts of violence, all sorts of misery, that he's observing all sorts of different things, but yet he persists in prayer. That he continues to relate these things to the Lord. He wants to tell him about all these different things that are going on in his life. All of these different afflictions that are encumbering God's holy people. And yet he doesn't simply sit on that. He doesn't become bitter. He doesn't become jealous or angry or harsh with the Lord. But he simply voices out, Why, O Lord, are you not listening? Why does it seem like you're not paying attention? And the Lord reminds him in that prayer and in that persistence, I am waiting, I am listening, I am hearing exactly what you're saying, but wait in patience and persistence, because in time that reward will come. But are we so persistent in prayer? Because so often in our days and in our lives, we can experience those moments of affliction, those moments of misery, those moments of persecution, those things that make it seem like it's very difficult, very arduous to live out that life of faith. But do we still persist nonetheless? Because we can often get this idea that faith is something that we do when we're feeling particularly pious. And yet it's especially for those moments when we don't. Those moments whenever we feel that following the gospel is so difficult, it's so hard, it's so burdensome. Whenever life seems too difficult or whenever it seems like it's just too much. But yet nonetheless we see in Habakkuk that if we're faithful, especially in those moments then we can start to see that reward that the Lord is going to tell us about that vision, about that time of peace and security that's coming. We have to be persistent in our prayer. We have to persist to be a person of faith. But then we can also go to St. Paulin's letter to Timothy. And we understand that this is in a particular context, that he's telling Timothy to live out his office of bishop, to live out that imposition of hands, to live out that priesthood well. We're all invested in a certain level of priesthood. It may not be the ordained priesthood or that ordained ministry, but nonetheless, each of us share in a particular commissioning to go forth and to spread the gospel in a particular way. That we're not simply leaving it to the professionals or leaving it to those that we might think are entrusted with the gospel, but in fact, we're actually sent forth, each and every one of us, to go forward to proclaim the gospel and to give our life of faith. We're to do that with an element of courage. That whenever we see those moments when it might be difficult, when we're at home, when we're at work, when we're simply at school, those moments when we need to speak the truth, but it's very difficult to do so. That's where we're looking for that element of courage that St. Paul is reminding Timothy to have. That it's important to seek that, especially in the moments when it might be difficult, to pray for that grace, to continue to seek after God's strength, especially in the moments when it might be difficult to live out our faith and to live it out well. But then finally we arrive at the gospel and we see what that gospel of Luke is encouraging us on too. But it's simply something that's important to trust in the Lord. Because as Jesus is speaking to the apostles, he's speaking these words to remind them that if they have just a small amount of faith, the size of a mustard seed, that they can do tremendous things, that they can move mountains, they can do all sorts of different things, but they have to have that trust that God's going to hear their prayer and he's going to do what he asks or what the apostles ask of him. But do we have that same amount of faith? Because oftentimes in life it can seem like our faith is so little and so meager. They can seem like we have barely enough to do anything at all. But do we in fact trust that the Lord is going to take that small amount and make indeed a mustard tree out of it? 
Do we see the ways that that small seed is enough to do something tremendous and something powerful in our life? Because if we don't have that initial element of trust, we might not show up to prayer at all. We might not give over that small amount of faith, as small as it might seem, to God. And yet, if we give it over to the Lord, and if we, in fact, trust in Him, if we have that element of faith, then we know that the Lord can do something tremendous, something powerful, and something great with that small amount, as small or as meager as it might seem. But do we show up in prayer? Do we continue to entrust that small seed to the Lord? And it's also important for us to see the ways that the Lord is calling us to go in more deeply into our faith life. That it's not enough to just simply show up with that small amount, but it's good for us to exercise, to continue to see the ways that we don't just get away with the bare minimum, but the ways that we enter into prayer, the ways that we continue to enter into our relationship with God, and the ways that we see that we can continue to strengthen ourselves in that life of faith. That we're not just living with the bare minimum or we're living as unprofitable servants, but we're, continue to seek, we're continuing to seek after the Lord day in and day out. That we show up, that we enter into prayer, that we read scripture, that we do all of these different things because we continue to be those strengthened individuals that want to seek that deeper relationship with God. That we don't just want to stop with the bare minimum or obligation, but we actually want to enter in more deeply and seek the ways that God is wanting us to draw closer to him and enter more deeply into that life of faith. And so it's that encouragement to us not to simply stop with the bare minimum, but to see the ways that we're continuing to be drawn into relationship with God. But this should lead us to an important consideration too. Oftentimes in life, we encounter a lot of mulberry trees. We encounter a lot of things that need to be moved, a lot of different areas where we might be tempted to distrust God, or we might think that these things that need to be moved or need to be done are too great. Do we enter into that relationship with trust, and do we see the ways that God is pulling us into relationship with Him and wanting us to entrust those things to Him? As small as they might seem, or as small as our gift of faith might seem at the time, are we still asking him to move those mulberry trees, whatever they might be in our life? Are we asking him and trusting that he will do whatever we ask? Because that's what it is to live a life of faith, to continue to see even those things that we might think are insurmountable in our life, those things that are too difficult to be moved, that if we truly trust in God and we trust in the power of prayer, and if we continue to approach him with these things, then we can truly trust that he's going to hear our prayer and that he's going to answer in a way that satisfies us and brings us into that relationship and brings us to that peace, that comfort, and that security that we all seek. And perhaps that's how one gets through the seminary. Because it's not simply something that's just easy or something that's simply something that you can walk through. But it requires one to show up. It requires that faith. It requires that continuing conversion and that element of faith to do what needs to be done and to seek, even through those long eight years, to seek to follow God's will no matter where it leads. That perhaps that's what it takes to enter through the seminary and that's what it takes to successfully complete it. But it's also what it takes to be a person of faith. And so as we go throughout these days and as we continue into our faith journey, let's continue to seek not just simply to be a people that are in God's house, not just simply a people that see God's relationship with us, but let's also seek the ways that he's encouraging us to be more deeply a people of faith.